welcome to another episode of Warrior Cats the series. I'm your host Sharp Star. Today we will be reading chapters uh, 21, 22, and 23. Hope you guys enjoy. start chapter 21 um, of Fire and Ice. Fireheart stared at the tiny kit. I never expected, he began. He dragged his gaze away and stared wondrously at his sister. My house folk will choose where the rest will live, Princess went on. But this is my firstborn, and I want you to, to decide his future. She raised her chin. Make him a hero, please, like you. The unsettling, the unsettling sense of loneliness that had been dragging at Fireheart for so long began to ebb away. Away, he he pictured the white kit among the clan, as he showed him the ways of the forest and hunted by his side through the thick ferns. At last, there would be another cat in Thunderclan who shared Fireheart's key pet roots. Princess tilted her head. I know how upset you were about your apprentice. I thought it. If you had had a new apprentice, one who's who's your own kin, you wouldn't feel so lonely. She stretched her neck and rested her nose against Fireheart's side. I don't understand all, all your clan ways, but seeing you and hearing you talk about your life, I know I would be honored if my son was brought up as a clan cat. As the fl- first flare of happiness settled inside him, Fireheart thought of the rest of his clan how d- and how desperately they needed fighting catch- cats. Cinderpaw would never be a warrior now, and what if the green Greencough took more lives than just blue stars? ThunderClan might need this kit. He was suddenly aware of, his, of the rain clinging to his fur. The kit needed shelter, and soon it looked and soon it looked so it looked strong but it was t- still too small to withstand the cold and wet for long i'll take him he meowed this is the great gift you've given to thunder clan and i'll train him to be the finest warrior thunder clan has ever seen he dipped his head and scooped up the kit by his scruff princess princess's eyes shone with gratitude and pride thank you fireheart she purred who knows maybe he'll even become a leader and be given great given nine lives. Fireheart gazed gazed fondly at, at her trusting. Fireheart gazed fondly at her trusting, hopeful face. Did his sister really believe that this might happen? With what, then a twinge of doubt pricked him. He was t- taking this tiny kit back to camp, infected by green cough. What if he didn't even make it to New Leaf? But the cozy scent of the kit under his muzzle soothed him. The kit w- would would survive. It was strong, and it shared his blood. Fireheart took a deep breath. He must be quick. The kit was getting cold already. He blinked a farewell at Princess and raced away into the bushes. The kit was heavier than he expected. It dangled from his mouth and mouth bumping against his forelegs with faint protesting squeaks by the time fireheart reached the top of the ravine his neck was aching he made his way down to the camp putting one paw carefully in front of the other wary of slipping on the fast melting snow 
at the entrance. Fireheart hesitated. For the first time, he wondered how how he would explain this kit to the clan. He was going to have to admit to visiting his kitty pet sister, but it was too late now. He could feel the kit shivering. Fireheart squared his shoulders and padded through the gorse tunnel. The kit let out a deafening wail as a thorn tugged at its fur. Several pairs of eyes turned to look in amazement as Fireheart emerged into the clearing. Both hunting parties had returned. Mousefur and Whitestorm, Sandpaw and Braffinpaw were all in the clearing. Only Graystripe was missing. One by one, the rest of the clan were drawn out of their dens by the noise and the unfamiliar sun. None of the cats made a sound. They stared at Fireheart with hostile, puzzled eyes, as though he were a stranger. Fireheart turned slowly in the center of the clearing, the kit still dangling from his mouth, and looked at the ring of questioning eyes. His mouth began to feel dry. Why had he assumed the cat, the clam would accept a kit that wasn't being forced born? He felt a rush of relief when Blue Star emerged from Yellowfang's den, but her eyes widened in surprise as she saw him. What, what is this? She demanded. A tremor for boarding ran along Fireheart's spine. He placed the kit between his front paws and wrapped his tail over it to keep it warm. It's my sister's firstborn, he replied. Your sister? Tigerclaw glared at him accusingly. You have a sister? Called Speckletail. Where? The same place as Fireheart was born, of course. Longtail hissed with disgust. Two-legged place. Is that true? Blue asked. Her eyes widening further. Yes, Fireheart admitted. My sister gave it to me, and and, and wait, my sister gave it to me to bring to the clan. And why would she do that? Blue Star asked with menacing calm. Fireheart stammered nervously. I told her about clan life, how great it was. His voice trailed away under Blue Star's incredulous gaze. How long have you been visiting this two-leg place? Not long, just since Leaf Bear began, but only to see my sister. My loyalty still lies with ThunderClan. Loyalty? Dark stripes, yeah, rang out across the clearing, and yet you bring a kitty pet here. Isn't having one kitty pet in the clan enough? Croaked one of the elders. Trust a kitty pet to find another kitty pet, snarled Dustpaw, ruffling his fur indignantly. He turned to Sandpaw and nudged her with her, his nose. Sandpaw glanced uncomfortably at Fireheart and then looked down at her paws. Why have you brought it here? Tigerclaw growled. We need warriors. The tiny kit squirmed beneath his belly as he spoke, and Fireheart realized how ridiculous he must sound. He bowed his head as yells of scorn met his words. When the insults had died away, Running Wing spoke up. The clan has enough to worry about already without this. It'll be nothing but a burden, Mousefur agreed. It'll be at least five moons before it's ready to begin training. Whitestone nodded, his head in agreement. You shouldn't have brought the kitty pet here, Fireheart, he meowed. It'll be too soft for clan life. Fireheart bristled. I was born a kitty pet. Am I soft? He thought that he'd begun to challenge the clan's prejudice against kitty pets, but he was wrong. He couldn't see one friendly face in the crowd. A voice sounded from behind Whitestorm. If it carries Fireheart's blood, it'll make a good clan cat. Fireheart felt a relief relief surge through his body. It was Graystripe. A brief flame of hope flared in Fireheart's chest as Whitestorm stood aside and the other cats turned to look at the Grey Warrior. Graystripe stared around the circle of of cats, meeting their gazes one by one with wide, steady eyes. 
makes makes a change to see you speak up for your for your friend, Graystripe. Last night you wanted to shred him, sneered Longtail. Graystripe glared at the pale tabby, then whipped around his dark stripe and challenged him. Yeah, Graystripe, how do you know Fireheart was blood worthy of ThunderClan? Did you taste it? It last night when you tried to take a chunk out of his leg. Blue Star stepped forward, her blue eyes clouded with worry. Fireheart, I believe you that you meant no disloyalty to the clan by visiting your sister. But why did you agree to bring the her kit here? It is not your place to make decisions like this. What have you done to done affects the whole clan? Fireheart looked at Graystripe, hoping for more support, but Graystripe wouldn't meet his eyes. Fireheart craned his head around, and every cat turned their gaze away from him. Fireheart began to panic. Had he endangered his own position in the clan by bringing Princess, Princess's kit here? Blue Star spoke again. Tigerclaw, what do you think? What do I think? Meowed Tigerclaw. Fireheart felt his, his heart sink at the note of eager... Uh, in Gorin, <laughs> I, I can't pronounce it, satisfaction in the deputy's voice. I think he should get rid of it at once. Goldenflower, it certainly looks too small, too small to, to survive until a new leaf, the ginger queen remarked. It'll have green cough by sunrise, added Mousefur, or it'll eat our fresh kill until next snowfall and then die of cold spat running wing blue star dipped his head her head that's enough i think i must think about this she padded to her den and disappeared inside the rest of the clan slipped away muttering darkly fireheart picked up the bedraggled kit and carried him to the warrior's den the kit was sh- shivering and mewling pathetically fireheart curled his body around the little scrap and closed his eyes but hostile faces of the clan swam around his mind filling his heart with dread he thought he had been lonely before but now it seemed as if it, as if the entire clan had disowned him Graystripe pushed his way into the den and settled down onto his nest. Fireheart glanced nervously at him. Graystripe had been the only cat to speak in his defense, and Fireheart wanted to thank him. After an uncomfortable pause, in which the kit cried and cried, Fireheart mumbled, Thanks for sticking up for me. Graystripe shrugged. Yeah, well, he meowed. No one else was going to do it. He twisted his head around and began to wash his tail. The kit carried on mewling, his cries growing louder. Some of the other warriors padded into the den to escape the rain outside. Willowpelt glanced briefly at Fireheart in the kit, but she didn't speak up. Can't you shut that thing up? Complained Darkstripe as he prodded the moss in his nest. Fireheart looked the kit des- desperately. It must be very hungry by now. A rustle in the den wall made him lift his head. It was Frostfur. She crept over to Fireheart's nest and looked down at the miserable kit. Suddenly, she dipped her head and sniffed the kit's soft fur. He'll- he'd be better off in the nursery, she murmured. Brindleface has milk to spare. I could ask her to feed it. Fireheart stared at the queen in surprise. Frostfur gazed back at him, her eyes warm. I haven't forgotten that that you rescued my kits from ShadowClan. Fireheart picked up the kit yet again and followed Frostfur out of the warrior's den. 
The rain was even heavier now. Together, they padded quickly to the nursery. Frostford disappeared through its narrow entrance, and Fireheart squeezed in, in after her. He paused inside the thicket of brambles, blinking until his eyes got used to the dim light. Inside the, the dry, dark cocoon, Brindleface was curled around her two healthy kits. She looked suspicious suspiciously at Fireheart, then at the kit that dangled from his jaws. Frostfur whispered to Fireheart, one of Brindleface's kit, kits died last night. Fireheart remembered the sick kit squirming beside Yellowfang and wondered, with a ping, which one had gone. But he and Princess's kit, but he put Princess's kit down and turned to Brindleface. I'm sorry, he murmured. The queen blinked at him, her grief raw in her eyes. Randallface Frostfur began, I can only guess how much pain you feel, but this kid is starving, and you have milk. Will you feed him? Randallface shook her head and shut her eyes tightly, as if to deny Fireheart's presence in her den. Frostfur stretched her head forward and pressed her muzzle gently against Randallface's cheek. I know he won't replace your son, she whispered, but he needs your warmth and care. Fireheart waited anxiously. The kid's cries grew louder. It could smell Brindleface's milk and began to squirm blindly toward her soft belly. It nuzzled its way between Brindleface's two other kids. Brindleface looked down as it as it wiggled, wriggled forward, following her milk scent. She watched without resisting as he latched onto her belly and began to suckle. Fireheart ached with relief and gratitude as he saw Brindleface's eyes soften and the white kid and the white kitty pet began to purr, kneading her swollen stomachs with tiny paws. Pause. Frostfur nodded. Thank you, Brindleface. And can I tell Bluestar that you will care for the kit? Yes, replied Brindleface quietly, not taking her eyes off the white kit. She nudged him closer to her belly with one hind paw. Fireheart purred and bent his head to nose her shoulder. Thank you. I promise I'll bring you extra fresh kill every day. I go and tell Blue Star, meowed Frostfur. Frost, Fireheart looked up at the White Queen, stared at, stared at by her kindness. Thank you, he mewed. No kit deserves to starve, clamborn or not. Frostfur turned and pushed her weight out. Pushed, pushed her way out of the brambles. Can you go now? You can go now. Brandleface murmured to Fireheart, "Your kit will be safe with me." Fireheart nodded and followed Frostfur out of the den into the rain. He'd thought about returning to his den, but until he heard Bluestar's decision about the kit, he knew he could not settle. As he paced around the clearing, his fur matted into wet clumps, he saw Frostfur slip out of Bluestar's den and hurry back to the nursery. Willowpelt was preparing to lead the evening patrol out of the camp when Bluestar finally came out for den. Fireheart stopped, his heart pounding so fast he thought his legs would give way under him. Bluestar leaped onto the high rock and began the familiar summons. Let all the cats old enough to catch their own prey gather below the high rock. The patrol turned away from the camp entrance and padded after Willowpelt back toward the high rock. The rest of the clan began to leave their dry nests, grumbling about the rain. Tigerclaw leaped onto the rock beside Bluestar his face grim they're going to make it they're they're going to make me take him back thought fireheart his breath began to come in shallow gasps 
darker thoughts and push them th- their way into Fireheart's mind. What if Bluestar asks Tiger Tiger Claw to abandon him in the forest? He'll never survive. Oh, Starkly, what am I going to say to Princess? When all the cats were settled, Blue Star spoke, Cats of ThunderClan. No cat can deny that we need warriors. We have lost one cat to Greencough already, and there are many moons until New Leaf. Cinderpaw has been gravely injured, and she will never be a warrior, as Grace Drive rightly pointed out. Fireheart heard Dustfall whispering nearby. Grishstripe's turning into a kitty pet himself these days. He turned his head sharply, but a warning hiss came from one of the elders' silent elders silenced Dustfall before Fireheart could say anything. As Grishstripe pointed out, Blue Star repeated, "This kitty pet car- carries Fireheart's blood. There is every chance the kit will make a fine warrior." Some of the clan. Some of the clan glanced at Fireheart, who had barely heard Bluestar's compliant. Hope was surging in his chest, making him dizzy. Bluestar paused for a moment to survey the cats in front of her. I have decided we will take this cat into the clan, she, she declared. No cat made a sound. Fireheart wanted to yell his thanks to Star Clan, but he held his tongue. He took his first first his first deep breath since Sun High. His own kin was going to be part of ThunderClan. Brindleface has offered to nurse it, Bluestar went on, so Fireheart will take on the duty of providing for her. The clan leader met Fireheart's eyes, but he couldn't read her expression. Finally, the kit should have a name. It it shall be known as Cloud Kit. Will there be a naming ceremony? Mousefur called from the crowd. Fireheart looked up, looked eagerly eagerly up the high uh, up at the high rock. Would his sister's kit be granted this privilege, as he had, as he had when he, when, when the clan had formally accepted him? Blue looked down at Mousefur, her eyes cold. No, she answered. And that's the end of chapter twenty one. We will take a quick break and we will read chapter twenty two. See you after the break. Now we will read chapter 22. The days leading up up to the next full moon dragged bu- dragged by slowly for Fireheart. It had it already seemed ages since the last gathering. Rain clouds had kept the moon moon covered the last time, and the clans had stayed away from four trees. Meanwhile, patrol after patrol reported sinking river river clan. River Clan warriors at Sunning Rocks, and Shadow Clan's scent had been discovered again by the Altree. When he wasn't hunting or patrolling, Fireheart divided his time between Cloud Kit, Cinderpaw, and Brackenpaw. Even through Grishtrip had resumed his role as Brackenpaw's mentor, Fireheart soon began to notice the young apprentice at loose ends from time to time. His mentor nowhere in sight. Hunting was all Brack Brackenpaw could say. Would say. When Fireheart asked where Graystripe had gone, why didn't you go with him? With him, meowed Fireheart. He said I could go tomorrow. Fireheart felt the usual prickle of anger at Graystripe's stubbornness, but he shrugged it away. He'd given up trying to make Graystripe see sense. They'd they'd hardly spoken since Fireheart had brought Cloud Kit into the camp, but he made. But he made the effort 
to take Brack and Paul out when the Evergrey stripe went missing, just to keep the apprentice out of sight. But I heard knew that Tiger Claw wouldn't accept Brack and Paul's answer so easily. Finally, the full moon appeared in the cloudless sky. Fireheart came back from hunting early. He passed the fallen oak, deserted now that Swiftpaw and Speckletail's kit had recovered. Now that Swiftpaw and Speckletail's kit had recovered. He dropped his catch on the pile and headed toward Yellowfang's den to visit Cinderpaw. Even the threat of Greencough had left the camp for now. Only Cinderpaw remained with the medicine cat. As Fireheart padded through the tunnel, he could see the small gray she-cat in the clearing ahead. She was helping Yellowfang prepare some herbs. Fireheart winced as, she wa- as he watched Cinderpaw limp heavily toward the split rock with a mouthful of dried leaves. Fireheart, Cinderpaw spat out the herbs and turned to greet him as he emerged from the tunnel. I could only just send you through this, these disgusting things. Those disgusting things helped cure your leg, growled Yellowfang. Well, you should have used more, retorted Cinderpaw, but Fireheart was relieved to see that she had a mischievous glint in her eye. Look at this. She twisted her twisted hind leg. I can hardly reach my claws to wash them. Perhaps I should give give you a few more exercises exercises to loosen it up, meowed Yellowfang. No, thanks, meowed Cinderpaw quietly. They hurt. They're, they're meant to hurt. It shows that they're working. The old medicine cat turned to fire her. Perhaps you'll have more luck pursuing her to do them. I'm going to into the forest to dig up some comfrey roots. Comfrey. Comfrey roots. I'll try. Fireheart promised as the elephant padded past him. You'll know she's doing them right. The messing cat called over her shoulder because she'll complain. Cinderpaw limped over to Fireheart and touched his her nose with two his. Thanks for coming to see me. She sat down and, uh, and grimaced as she tucked her bad leg under her. I like I like coming to see you, Fireheart purred. I miss our training sessions. He regret, he regretted his words as soon as he uttered them. A wistful look clouded Cinderpaw's eyes. Me too, she meowed. When do you think I'll be able to start again? Fireheart stared at her, his heart sinking. Clearly, Yellowfang hadn't told her yet that she would never become a warrior. Perhaps if we try some of your exercises, it'll help, he mewed eviously. Okay, she meowed Cinderpaw, but just a few. She lay on her side and stretched out her leg till her face was twisted with pain. Slowly, her teeth clenched. She began to move it back, back, backward and forward. You're doing really well, Fireheart meowed, hiding the sorrow that lay like a rock in his stomach. <coughs> Cinderpaw let her d- her leg drop and lay still for a moment. Then she pr- pushed herself up. Fireheart watched her quietly as she shook her head. I'm never going to be a warrior, am I? Fireheart couldn't lie to her. No, he whispered. I'm so sorry. He stretched out his muzzle toward her and licked her head. (coughs) After a few moments, she gave a long sigh and lay down again. I know it really. I knew it really, she meowed. It's just sometimes I dream about being in the forest, hunting with Brackenpaw, and then I wake up, and the pain in my leg reminds me I'll never hunt again. It feels too much to be to bear. I'll, I have to pretend that maybe one day I'll be able to hunt. Fireheart couldn't bear to see her in such low spirits. 
I'll take you out into the forest again, he promised. We'll find the oldest, slowest mouse in the woods. It won't stand a chance chance against you. Cinder Paul looked at him and purred gratefully. Fireheart purred back at her. But there was a question that had been nagging at him since the accident. Cinderpaw, he began, can you remember what happened with the mon- when the monster hit you? Was Cyrocall there? Cinderpaw's eyes clouded with confusion. I don't know, she stammered. Fireheart felt a pang of guilt as he, as he saw her flinch away from the memory. I went straight to the burn dash where Dustpaw had said that Tiger Claw would be there and then there was and then there was the monster and i don't really remember you wouldn't have realized how much the verge how how thin the verge was there fire hurt shook his head slowly you must have run straight and onto the thunder path why wasn't tiger claw there he said where he said he'd be he thought with a flash of rage he could have stopped her from running out Princess's words rang anonymously in his head. Was it, a, what it, was it a trap? He pictured Tiger Claw crouching downwind, hidden among the trees, staring out on, at the verge, waiting. How's Claw? Cinder Paul's Mew cut short his thoughts. She clearly wanted to change the subject. Fireheart was happily, happy to oblige, especially if it meant talking about Princess's son. Getting better every day, he meowed proudly. I'm dying to meet him. When are you going to bring him to visit me? As soon as Brenneface lets me, Fireheart answered. She won't let him out of her sight at any moment. She likes him then. She treats him just like the other kids. Fireheart meowed. Thanks, Starkland, to be honest. I wasn't sure if if she'd take take to him. He looks so different from the other kids. Even Fireheart couldn't deny that Cloudkit's snowy pelt of soft fur looked out of place beside the other kits, with their forest-colored coats of short, molted fur. At, at, at least he gets on well with the nursery mates, Fireheart voice trailed away. He stared at the ground, feeling a twinge of, twinge of anxiety. What's the matter? Cinderpaw prompted gently. Fireheart shrugged. I'm just sick of the way the, uh, some other cats look at him, like he's stupid or worthless. Does Cal- Cloudkit notice these looks? Fireheart shook his head. Well, don't worry then, Cinderpaw mewed. But Cloudkit doesn't know ever that he was even he was born a kitty pet. I think he just assumes he's from a different clan. But if they keep giving giving him these dirty r- looks, he's going to realize there's something wrong with him. Fireheart looked at his paws fretfully. fretfully. Something something wrong with him? Echoes in a paw in wonder. You were born a kitty pet, and there's nothing wrong with you. Look, look by the, look by the time Cloudkit works out where he comes from, he'll be able to start proving that kitty pet can be as good as it as any clan-born warrior, just like you've done. What if something tells him before he's ready? If anything like you, he was born ready. When did you get so smart? Fireheart meowed, rather surprised by the princess's sharpness. Cinderpaw rolled back onto her back with a dramatic moan. Suffering can do that to a cat. To can do that to a cat. Fireheart prodded her stomach with a paw, and Cinderpaw squeaked before scrambling back onto her side. No, really, she meowed. Look, 
look who I've been hanging out with lately. Fireheart tipped his head on on, on one side questioningly. Yellowfang, you dope. Cinderpaw scoffed. She's one sharp old cat. I'm learning a lot. She sat up. Yellowfang said there's a gathering tonight. Are you going? I don't know, Fireheart admitted. I'm asking Blue Star later. I'm not exactly pro- popular with the clan at the moment. They'll be they'll get over it, Cinderpaw promised. She nudged his shoulder. Shouldn't you go and find out if you're going then? They'll be leaving soon. You're right, Fireheart replied. Will you be okay till Yellowfang gets back? Do you want me to fetch fetch you some pre- fresh kill? I'll be fine, Cinderpaw Cinderpaw assured him. And Yellowfang br- will Yellowfang will bring me something. She always does. I'm going to be the fattest cat in the clan by the time she's finished with me. Fireheart felt a burst of happiness to see his f- former princess's apprentice recovering her spirit. He was tempted to stay and keep her company, but she was right. He should find out if he could go to the gathering. I'll see you tomorrow then. He meowed. There should be plenty of, mu- of news from the gathering. Yeah, and I want to hear it all, Cinderpaw mewed. Make sure Blue Star lets you go. Quick. I'm going, I'm going, Fireheart retorted, getting his, getting to his paws. Bye, Cinderpaw. Bye. Fireheart stopped at the edge of the clearing and looked around for Blue Star. She was talking with Willapaw outside her den. Fireheart reached the reached them just as Willapaw stood up to leave. The slender gray warrior nodded to Fireheart as she pay, padded away. Blue Star gazed at Fireheart with knowing eyes. You want to go to the gathering? She meowed. Fireheart opened his mouth to speak, but Blue Star interrupted him. All the warriors want to go go tonight, but I can't take every cat. Fireheart felt disappointed. I want to see one in the clan again, he explained, to find out how they've been getting on since Graystripe and I brought them home. Blue Star narrowed her eyes. I don't need reminding of what you did for Wind Clan, she meowed sharply, but fire and, hire, and Fireheart gl- flinched. But you're right to be concerned, Blue Star went on. You and Graystripe may come to the gathering tonight. Thank you, Blue Star. Fireheart meowed. It'll be interesting gathering, Blue Star warned him. River Clan and Shadow Clan have much to explain. Fireheart felt his ears twitch nervously, but he couldn't help feeling a thrill of excitement as well. Blue Star clearly meant to challenge Crooked Star and Nightstar about their invasions into ThunderClan territory. He dipped his head respectfully to Blue Star and patted it away. As he collected two bowls for Brindleface from the pile of fresh kill, Fireheart noticed Yellowfang trudging into the camp. Her paws were muddy and her mouth was was crammed with fat, knobbly roots. Her search for com- comfrey had clearly been sur- successful. Fireheart carried the fresh kill over to the nursery. Brindleface was curled up inside feeding Cloudkit. The other kids had recently given up their mother's milk, and soon Cloudkit would too. He w- would have hi- soon he would have his first taste of fresh kill. Brindleface looked up as he entered. His uh, entered. Her eyes sh- shadowed with concern. I've just sent for Yelfing, She mewed. Fireheart was instantly alarmed. Is there something wrong with Cloudkit? He's been a little feverish today. Brindleface leaned down and licked the kid's head as he stopped. As she- as he stopped feeding and began squirming restlessly. 
It's probably nothing, but I thought I'd see what Yellow Fang thought. I don't want to take any chances. Fireheart remembered what the dappled queen had recently lost to Kip, and hoped she was, and hoped she was just being over cautious. But Cloud Kit did look uncomfortable. I'll come and see you after the gathering. He promised. He ducked out of the nursery and headed back to the pile of fresh kill to pick out his own food. Rindleface's news had s- s- spoiled his appetite, but he knew he should eat something before the journey to Fortress tonight. Longtail and Dustpaw were already standing over the pile. Fireheart sat down and waited for them to leave. Haven't you seen Cloud Cloud Chick today? Beyond Longtail. Fireheart felt a familiar ripple of frustration at Longtail's snide comment. He's probably realized how silly he looks and decided to hide it in the nursery. Meow blue dust meow mew dustpaw. I'd like to be there when he tries hunting for the first time. The 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 prey'll spot him coming a tree links away with all that white fluff. Longtail sneered. Unless they they mistake him for a puffball mushroom, Dustpaw's whiskers twitched as he threw a sideways glance at Fireheart. Fireheart flattened his ears and looked away. He watched Yellowfin hurry into the nursery with a mouth mouthful of fever few. Unfortunately, Longtail and Dustpaw noticed too. Looks like the kitty pets caught a chill. What a surprise, meowed Longtail. Goldenflower was right. He won't last through Leaf Bear. The tabby warrior turned in and stared at Fireheart, waiting for a reaction. But Fireheart ignored them and walked over to the pile of fresh kill. He chose a thrush and carried it away to eat, feeling drained by the endless spite. Graystripe was sharing a meal with his with Running Wing by the nail clump. Hi, did you have a good hunt? Running Wing called as Fireheart passed. Yes, thanks, Fireheart replied. Graystripe didn't look up. Blue Sir said you would you could go to the gathering, Fireheart told Graystripe. I know, Graystripe answered answering answered, still chewing. Are you going? Fireheart turned to Red, Running Wing. You bet. I wouldn't miss this one for anything. Fireheart padded on and found a quiet spot at the edge of the clearing. The the little white kit. Wait. Hold on, I lost my place. Sorry. Longtail's words echoed in his head. Would would the clan ever accept the little white kit? Fireheart closed his eyes and began to wash his, himself. As he turned to look his side, his whiskers brushed against something. He opened his eyes and found 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 Sam Paul standing beside him, her orange pelt glowing silver beneath the rising moon. Thought you might like some company, she mewed. She sat down and began to wash Fireheart's back back with long, soothing strokes. Through half-closed eyes, Fireheart caught a glimpse of Dustpaw staring from outside the princess's and unable to disguise his envy and amazement. Dustpaw wasn't the only one surprised by Sandpaw's gesture. Fireheart hadn't expected such friendliness from the fiery young she-cat, but her warmth was welcome, and he wasn't going to question it. Are you going to the gathering, he asked. Sandpaw paused. Yes, you? Yes, I think Blue Star is going to challenge Crooked Star and Night Star about their hunting. He waited. 
He waited for Sam Paul to reply, but she was staring up at the darkening sky. I wish I were going as a warrior, she murmured. Fireheart tensed, but for once there was no hint of jealousy, jealousy or bitterness in her mew. Fireheart felt awkward. He knew his training had started before after Sam Paul's it, and he had been a warrior for more than two moons already. It can't be long till Blue Star gives you your warrior name, he meowed, trying to sound encouraging. Why do you think it's taking so long? Sam Paul asked, turning her pale green eyes on Fireheart. I don't know, he admitted. Blue Star's been ill, and the River Clan and Shadow Clan causing him trouble. I guess she got she's got other things on her mind. You think she'd need warriors than, more than ever? Meowed Sam Paul. Fireheart felt a stab of sympathy. I suppose she's just waiting for the, the right time. He knew, he knew it didn't sound very, very helpful, but it was all he could think of. Maybe by New Leaf, Sam Paul sighed. When do you think you'll get a new apprentice? Blue Star hasn't said anything yet. Perhaps she'll give you Cloud Kit when she's old, when he's old enough. I hope so. Fireheart stared across the clearing at the nursery, wondering if Yellowfang had finished treating Cloud Kit. If he makes it that far. Of course he'll make it, Sam Paul meowed confidently, but, but he has a fever. Fireheart let his shoulders sag with worry. All kids get fevers, Sam Paul retorted with his th- thick fur. He'll recover in no time. That coat's going to be handy in Leaf Bear, perfect for hunting in the snow. And, and the prey will never see him coming. And he'll be able to stay out twice as long as thin pelts like Longtail. He'll be able to stay out twice as long as yeah anyway fireheart purred and felt himself relax sam paul had lifted his spirit again he stood up and gave her a brisk lick on the head come on he meowed lucer is calling on the cats for the gathering they joined the other cats beside the camp entrance a silent purple purposeful group Blusar signaled to them with a flick of her tail, then led them through the gorse tunnel and out of the ravine. The forest glistened in the cold moonlight as they sprinted toward forward trees. Clouds of breath billowed from Fireheart's muzzle, and the forest floor felt frozen beneath his paws. For the first time since Fireheart had joined the clan, Blusar didn't hesitate at the ridge above forward trees to prepare herself for the meeting. Instead, the, her cats followed their leader wordlessly as she plumbed straight down the slope into the clearing. And that's the end of chapter 22. After a break, we will read chapter 23. Bye. Hi guys, during this break, I just wanted to um, let you guys, uh, well, just wanted to ask if you guys could please um put in a review um or a comment below um or just do like um the star rating um that would be really helpful thanks bye second break uh i just wanted to apologize and uh wanted to tell you guys that um i'm not used to reading out loud so if i don't sound the best at first i i'm pretty sure um that i will get better at reading without stuttering a couple times um mostly because i've i've uh i listen to a lot of podcasts where uh 
people read out loud and like the first couple books they um they aren't the best readers i mean they're still really good but um after like the fifth book or something they get really good i uh, just wanted to say that bye Welcome back from the break. Now we will read chapter 23. River Clan and Shadow Clan had not yet arrived, but Wind Clan was already there. Tallstar greeted Blue Star with a respectful nod. Fireheart spotted One Whisker and, and bounded over to meet him. Hi, he meowed. It had been over two moons since he'd last, last seen the brown tabby warrior who had battled beside him at the gorge. For the first time in ages, Fire, Fireheart recalled White Claw's death and felt the familiar bristle of hor- horror as he pictured the River Clan warrior disappearing beneath the river, the rushing river. Where's Graystripe? One whisker asked. Is he okay? Fireheart could see from a concern in his eyes that the Wind Clan warrior was thinking about White Claw's death, death too. He's fine, Fireheart answered. He's over there with, with the others. Fireheart remembered the Wind Clan Queen, whose kit had helped ca- help to carry. How's Morningflower? Happy to be home, replied One Whisker. Her kit is growing well. Quickly now, Fireheart purred with pleasure. The whole clan as well, One Whisker added. He glanced at Fireheart with an amused gleam in his eyes. It's great to eat rabbit again. I hope I never have to taste another rat as long as I live. Fireheart detected a fresh scent on the night air. River Clan was coming. He could smell Shadow Clan too. He scanned the ridge that ran around the edge of the hollow. Sure enough, the River Clan cats were streaming down one side. On the opposite ridge, Fireheart saw Shadow Clan and cats posed at posed at the top, their coats gleaming in the moonlight. The lean figure of Nightstar t- stood at the edge ed- at the edge of the group. At last growled one whisker he'd spotted them as well it's too cold to be hanging around tonight fireheart nodded absently he was searching the crowd for river clan cats as they entered the clearing looking for silver stream he recognized the pale gray she cat easily she skidded to the hall uh, to a hall at the bottom of the slope then followed her father as she as he exchanged reserved greetings with the warriors from the other clans Nervously, Fireheart scanned the growing throng of cats for Graystripe. Would he dare to speak to Silverstream tonight? The, re- the gray warrior had his back to Silverstream while he talked w- with a Wingclam warrior. Fireheart was watching Graystripe so closely that he didn't hear Deadfoot approach. Good evening, Fireheart, he meowed the Wingclam deputy. How are-, how are you? Fireheart turned. Hello, he meowed. I'm fine, thank you. Not- and Deadfoot nodded. Good. He meowed and limped away. One whisker gave Fireheart a friendly nudge. You're pr- privileged. Fireheart felt a small glimmer of pride. Blue Star's yell sounded from the great rock. Fireheart turned and looked up, surprised. The leaders didn't usually call the meeting so soon. Crooked Star and Night Star were staying close together on the rock. Blue Star waited beside Tall Star for the other for the other cats to gather beneath them. It was the first time Fireheart had seen the one clan leader at a gathering. He realized with a jolt, Fireheart and One Whisker found the other cats 
and followed the other cats as they settled themselves beneath the high the rock. Fire her looked up expectantly, waiting for Blue Star to welcome Tall Star and one clan back. But the Thunder Clan leader was clearly in no mood to waste time on friendly words. River Clan has been hunting at Sunning Rock, she began angrily. Our patrols have scented your warriors many times. Crooked Star Crooked Star. Our patrols have scented your warriors many times, Crooked Star. Sunning Rocks belong, belongs to Thunder Clan. Crooked Star met Blue Star's gaze steadily. Have you forgotten how recently one of our warriors was killed defending our territory from Thunder Clan? You had no need to defend your ch- territory, Blue Star answered. My warriors were not hunting there. They were returning home after finding Wind Clan. It was a min- uh, it was a mission we all agreed on. According to the warrior code, they should not have not have been attacked. You speak of the warrior code, Spat Crooked Star. What o- what about the Thunder Clan warrior who has been spying on our territory since then? Blue Star ha- was caught off guard. Warrior? She echoed. Have you seen him? Not yet, Crooked Star hissed, but we found his we find his scent often. It won't be long to bo- long before we do. But I heard a glance at Grey Stripe in alarm. He knew only too well which warrior had been de- dedicated in Crooked Star's territory. Would any of the River Clan warriors recognize his scent tonight? Grey Stripe sat motionless, not taking his eyes off le- off the leaders on the Great Rock. Tiger Star's Tiger Claw's deep growl. Tiger Claw's deep growl sounded from the crowd. We have scented Shadow Clan in our territory as well as River Clan this past moon, and not just one warrior, but a whole patrol, always the same cats. The Shadow Clan leader's eyes flashed indignantly. Shadow Clan has not been on your territory. Clearly, your warriors can't tell the difference of, in the sense of the cats outside your own clan. You have been smelling the scent of a rogue of rogue cats. They have been stealing prey from our territory as well. Tigerclaw snorted in disbelief, and Nightstare glared down at him. Do you doubt the word of Shadowclan, Tigerclaw? The crowd murmured uncomfortably as Tigerclaw stared back at Night Pelt with unconcealed distrust. For the first time, Tallstar Tall spoke, his tail twitching un- uncertainly. My wars have also found strange sense in one clan territory. They seem to be Shadow Clan. I knew it. Tiger Claw snarled. River Clan and Shadow Clan have been uni- have united against us. Us? What do you mean by us? Spat Crooked Star. I think it's you and one clan that have formed the alliances. It's it's that why is that why you were so keen to bring them back so you could use them to invade the rest of the forest. Tall Star's fur bristled. That's not not why we have returned, and you know it. We have kept to our own hunting grounds these past moons. Then, what, then why have we found strange warriors since in our territory? Fuka's Star growled. They don't belong to Wind Clan, his Tall Star. They must be rogue cats, as Night Star said. But the rogue cats wouldn't be would be convenient excuse for for invading our territories, wouldn't they? Blue Star murmured. She stared dangerously at the River Clan and Shadow Clan leaders. Crooked Star raised his hackles, and Night Star arched his back. With a flash of alarm, Fireheart saw Tiger Claw stand up and stalk toward the Great Rock. Every muscle tensed. Would the leaders really fight at a gathering? At that moment, a shadow fell over the valley. The cats fell silent as they were plunged into blackness. 
Fireheart looked up, trembling. A cloud had covered the full moon, completely blocking it out of its light. Stir Clan has sensed has sent the darkness. Fire, Fireheart recognized the meow of Halftail, a Thunder Clan elder. The Shadow Clan Mouse and Cat yelled in agreement. Star, Star Clan is angry. These meetings are meant to be held in peace. Running Nose is right. It was Yellowfang. We shouldn't be fighting among ourselves, especially during Leaf Bear. We should be worrying about keeping our clan safe. Her voice echoed in frightened silence. We must listen to Star Clan. And that is the end of chapter 23. Um, we will, um, well, I will post another episode soon. Bye. Actually, before we end this, I just wanted to, uh, ask you guys, um, if your name, uh, if you have a podcast and your podcast, um, podcaster name um is the podcaster and your podcast name is uh the world of percy jackson um if you're listening to this um i just wanted to um let you know that um once you finish the percy jackson series you should read um apollo's trials um that would be it's really good i also um you can uh look down at your reviews on your podcast um i left a review about it so um i don't actually know if you listen to this but i think you do um if you do thank you and to everyone else who uh, listens to it to the podcast